Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Stable prices, affordable gas and other energy, plentiful and cost-efficient housing, an effortlessly running supply chain. These are the times when a tax increase might actually make sense. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Too bad these aren't those times. Welcome to Political Pursuits, the podcast. I'm your host, Lou Ann Anderson, and happy to have you here with us today. I'm also happy to be joined by a couple of my buddies. I've got Lynn Woolley here. You know Lynn from Talk 1370 AM Austin at the Cardinal and Woolley Show. Also, he is of Planet Logic podcast fame. Also with us is Stuart Spidell, friend, political observer extraordinaire, Jamin Spidell of the same. And so anyway, we are here just to kind of give you our thoughts as we are moving on Monday into early voting for the Temple ISD bond election. We thought we would just uh, give you some thoughts of where we are with it. And one of the things I would start about is that what is it, uh, deja vu all over again? Didn't we do this not too long ago? We did, and I wrote a column for our website uh, that Luann and I write for, wbdaily.com, entitled uh, Temple Independent School District Loses Bond Issues by Two Votes uh, But Doesn't Take No for an Answer. 
And then you came back and wrote a column, something to the effect of, if at first you don't succeed with a bond issue, try again. And I'll just throw that out there for a point of discussion. I don't care what the vote is, and it was only two votes and probably the two two people sitting at this table. But um, should there be some kind of a, a rule, even if it's an unwritten rule, that if you get turned down, you wait a significant amount of time before you go right back and ask again? Well, there's just something called good form. And conversely, there's also something called bad form. And it could be argued that that is this. But just to kind of refresh people's mind, um, their memory, let's look at in November of 21, the TISD, they had two proposals on the on the ballot, but it was a total of $184.9 million that they were advertising for voters to take on. Now, of course, they never mentioned the interest, but with interest, that figure would have more likely come to more uh, like $260 million. We're now looking here in May of 22, six months later, a pared down per the district's uh, purview, a pared down amount of $164.8 million, which would end up being uh, $230 million, basically, for taxpayers. Stuart? They, they think that cutting just under $30 million from the that that's significant, that, that oh, that, that's clear. And some extra little information. Uh, so the, uh, the pact, or the pack that supports the bond, uh, they issued a uh, what they call re-canvassing or a recount uh, on November 20th and actually the bond uh, failed by 11 votes not two uh, but they don't they didn't uh, you can it was see very that quietly done yes oh yeah they're supposed to uh, reach out to uh, any opposing packs or something before they do a recount. There was a pack formed at that time, uh, but somehow, some way, uh, they were not properly notified so that they could send representatives to, you know, oversee uh, the counting. And as someone who had an association with that pack, yes, I can tell you for a fact that did not happen. Exactly. So, um, wow. So. Well. So that's kind of where where we are now, and this current package, uh, Stuart. I think you're probably our our resident expert on what it involves. So sure. here they have knocked off twenty million dollars, <laughs> and so tell us about what uh, what's there, what's not there with this new package. Okay, so this new package, uh, I'm new to podcasting, so getting my voice right. So uh, they've got some. They still stay. They're still doing uh, that portion where it's upgrading their auxiliary services. So maintenance, uh, uh, I think cafeteria. Their support staff for for their various schools and such. Uh, they're very uh, de- determined to keep that. Uh, they want a new facility for that. Uh, Roofs. Um, it, oddly enough, they've kept uh, roofs and playgrounds, things that normally, uh, if you really wanted to show your financial prowess and your abilities on uh, effectively uh, forming budgets and stuff, you can you can handle roof repair and replacements and even playgrounds, 
all of that sort of stuff. But you know what? They decided, oh, it's just easier to just throw it into this bond here. So they've kept playgrounds. They they are appalled by uh, when Jamin and I went to the workshop for the first bond. You, I couldn't believe it. These they had some teachers come up and talk about. Uh, there, there are playgrounds that are still metal. I'm sorry, but burning yourself on the metal slide is a uh, it's something. <laughs> it's an endearment. A childhood rite, the passage. It, it, it's a rite of passage. Uh, who? Oh my gosh. Anyway, so those are those kind of things are still in this this bond package. Uh, they've got some restroom upgrades. If you remember, there was a TikTok trend last year. And so uh, high school students at the high school were destroying the restrooms. Yeah, I'm real enthused about giving them new restrooms, of course. Uh, they want to do a weight room, a new weight room for the middle school. Uh, that's still in there uh, because weight rooms, uh, Jamin was telling, he, he was big into weightlifting. It's a sweaty, dirty room. It's weights. That's it. It's, it's very simple. I don't understand. <laughs> you can't do it in the corner of a gym? Uh, apparently not, so... Uh, well, well, let me say this. Look, I, I have some sympathy when a city is growing, and we've had a situation for the past several years in Temple where most of the growth has been west, and that growth has been in the Belton ISD. And some people in the city of Temple that don't live in West Temple, like me, are, are uh, just tickled to death that Belton taxpayers and West Temple taxpayers get to build a great big giant new high school inside the city of Temple, and I don't have to pay for it. But now, with all the influx of California, we got Meta coming to town, and, and another data center as well has been announced. Uh, we're starting to see the growth go out east. We're starting to see houses built in areas of Temple that used to be farmland that are inside the TISD. And so I can understand the idea that maybe we need to build a new elementary school, which they've got listed at an estimated cost of $38,200,000. Stuart was just saying your maintenance is supposed to be part of uh, that's That's a standard budget item. That's not something that should be done in a bond issue, you wouldn't think. Uh, but as he said, it's easier to do it that way. It would seem to me if they want to be realistic in a time when inflation is running rampant and gasoline prices are double what they were a year ago if they feel like they actually have to have a new elementary school and it's going to cost 38 million dollars then have a 40 million dollar bond issue and maybe that would get through fairly simply but no they when they do this their advisors and they have they have consultant firms come in and tell them how high they can go and still expect to get this passed. And they push the envelope as much as they can to get as much money in as they can. And then the consultants tell them, here's how you convince the poor taxpayers to increase their own taxes at what is probably the worst time in the history of the United States to increase taxes. So I would have actually considered maybe if it had been a $40 million to build a new school. But it's way beyond that, and they're not going to... I don't know that they can get this through, but again, there's no organized opposition the way there is an organized... Uh, uh, the, pro, the pro forces get out and have signs all over town. They get prominent people to send out letters. Oh, the peer um, pressure. It, it's, there's yeah. a lot of pressure. Well, and I wrote back in... The, for the November election, when I would read, when I would write, when I would speak about it with the podcast that we did, I would talk about that there is a number that I absolutely do find, you know, 
tolerable to do in one of these because I have no doubt that there are legitimate things that need to be done. Now, frankly, this whole auxiliary services center where it's the maintenance ground, school nutrition, transportation, that this facility is old and it has not been updated, I really don't have a problem with updating that. What I do have a problem, and I think about it every time I drive downtown, is I look at that beautiful administration building and think about these administrators that are out here touting this thing they had to go build their own little playhouse first and they weren't thinking about those cafeteria workers they weren't thinking about those grounds people who could use a new facility and maybe we could have done a more modest version of that administration building and then that would leave money for this to be All done right. as I well wanna, i want to ask a blunt question to to both of you and that is based on something that's just a personal thing for me and that is when i go out and make another big purchase like a car or a house i tend to do that when i'm selling my existing house or i don't have any other debt right now i have zero debt except a small amount of principal left on my house that yes i could pay off if i wanted to uh how much debt does the school have and when they send out the the mailers, why don't they tell us how much debt they have? Because if they had zero debt right now, I'd be much more interested in, a, in accruing some new debt. But as long as there's existing debt, it doesn't seem like to me, especially in the times in which we live, that that's, that that's a good thing to do. Well, and funny that you ask, because when it comes to the existing debt, Temple currently has 200 and nearly $245 million in debt. So what this bond election is asking is for taxpayers to functionally double the amount of debt that the Temple ISD is carrying. Whoa, 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 Luann. They are very, very proud of their debt management skills. Just before the last bond, they had that article come out that they, oh, we saved the taxpayers over $600,000. We refined... They're real big when you when you bring up the debt and and bond and and the interest and all that. They're very oh we'll just get another a new rate. Well, you're expend you're extending the life of the debt. Okay? And they also like to say that they are are very very effective in doing that with regard to compared to other school districts. Yes, that relative to other school districts. Well, that's kind of like if you say. Oh, I don't have a weight problem. I only um, weigh 450 pounds. I mean, look at the people around me. He weighs 500. She weighs 525, and he's at 550. So me at 450, I'm in good shape. I'm looking pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's what that that's what that whole silly argument about compared with other people. Well, you know, if you're comparing apples in a rotten carton of apples. You're the smartest student in the special ed class. Well, look, I'm, I'm, I think we're trying to be reasonable here. We're not against schools building new schools when they're necessary, and you've talked about the maintenance and said that you could see that. Uh, but part of the problem here with me, too, as we move this along, we have just been shocked, some of us who are conservatives, at what goes on in classrooms and what goes on in our school libraries. And part of my problem with giving money to school districts for any reason, even when they actually need it, 
is that I don't want to have students taught about white supremacy. I don't want to have students taught about LGBTQ issues. I don't want students taught about uh, America's uh, history of racism and, and that America was born in racism. In other words, the 1619 Project. Because I tend to have this feeling that everybody in the world that is not in America would like to be in America. And yet we're this horrible nation that everybody wants to get to. And I'm looking at Dan Posey's letter, an open letter from the president of the TISD Board of Trustees. That, that one that was printed in the telegram without any... any without anybody seeing who paid for it. Right. So it's typically, it's actually not a legal ad uh, by by what I think are the legal standards. And I don't even see who paid for some of the, uh, the brochures that have been sent out. But he says offering... He says, offering a world-class education takes a committed team, careful planning, focused attention on outcomes. I'd be happy if they would teach these kids American exceptionalism, how to read, write, and do basic ciphering, excuse me, maybe some computer science because we are in the 21st century. I'd like for them to teach some civics. I'd like for them to teach Texas history and American history in a fair and balanced way. Warts are fine, but also the great parts of American history and why everybody in the world wants to live here. And finally, I would like them to require life lessons in school. A little bit about finance, how to stay out of debt, but then again, they don't know how to stay out of debt. But these would be things, keeping the CRT out of the schools, don't teach our children to be racists. And it, it, and, and I've had people on my Facebook page say, Lynn, can you prove they do this? Well, everybody does it. All the school districts I know of do it. And school districts are nothing if not bandwagon. They are all me too, me too, me too, me too. And if Ean's the school ultimate. district is doing this, and by the way, Ean's school district where you went to school at Westlake, Westlake produced Leah Thomas. And I'm a, not surprised. We broke that on Talk 1370. I happened to find that little tidbit and I went, oops. Uh, Westlake is as woke a school district as there is this side of Fort Worth. And if the school districts would get back to the basics, as we're finding out that parents do in places like Round Rock and Loudoun County, uh, then that would that would help me a lot. And, and I don't want to switch to Round Rock, but I'm sure you know about Hofhead Assays and what's going on in the Round Rock School District. This has to be the most woke school district in the history of school districts, now surpassing Fort Worth. And my point is... If we could get the politics, and I don't mind teaching kids that we had slavery, of course, because we did have slavery, and and uh, I don't mind them teaching basics about other things. I got a little bit of health instruction in school, but I wasn't I wasn't asked when I was in the first grade. Lynn, you've got a girl's name. Maybe you're a girl. Nobody ever said that to me, and I don't want that being said now. Because 90% of people who have gender, and I hate the word gender because the liberals made it up, sex dysphoria, 90% of them, probably a larger percentage, uh, that goes away with age. Well, for the people who promote that, and you know they are the people that have told us for the past two years, follow the science, follow the science. Well, if you follow the science on this one, the science does not exist, that's a good idea. But to your point about the what we should be teaching i always laugh because these districts and i'm sure somewhere in these materials we have here uh for the bond election it talks about wanting to have a 21st century learning environment well you know something i'm in the 
I'm in the camp that wants an 18th century learning environment because it was back during those times that you started having more people know how to read. You started having more people know basic math oh, skills. Oh, they don't. They don't want to. <laughs> so I want 18th century at, learning. They they don't want to talk about uh, TISD's performance levels. I'm oh sh- oh, we could we could definitely dive into that if they really want yeah. to. Uh, and it's important to know that uh, everything in this bond there's there's nothing in this bond or the last bond that failed, that will go to increasing student performance. There is a misconception. There's no data that points that uh, prettier uh, environments equate to higher student performances. Also, another point about that letter, uh, I think that came out, what, uh, February 20th? Okay, on February 18th, they had a special uh, meeting. Okay, it was open. It was held at 11.30 in the morning. That was the day that they came out at their board their board meeting announcing the new bond. 11, who, are you available at 11.30? Usually, like any, or, or I'm not available. I'm, I'm working. Okay. Right, and, mo- uh, and, and most, most, most people are. And people like me are the ones that are really... Uh, impacted. Impacted, yeah. Absolutely. Bell County, their uh, tax exemption rate, we've got a lot of veterans, first responders. Every chance the state of Texas has, they're pushing those uh, special amendments on relieving their... Creating a new niche of people yes. who are exempt from the taxes. Yeah, so... On my Facebook page, when I'm asked, how do I prove that any school district is teaching critical race theory, which is essentially teaching hatred, teaching white supremacy and these these kinds of things. Uh, I don't believe that's my responsibility. I believe it's the responsibility of the school districts to make sure that they are transparent about what's being taught. And we live in the 21st century. I have a little box over there in my briefcase right now that I can call you on, and it has a little teeny tiny camera in it. A video camera, too. And I'm beginning to think maybe we ought to have cameras in school classes that stream everything the teacher is saying and everything the teacher is seeing. I'm not a TikTok person, but people send me TikTok. And um, there is this liberals of TikTok. Some Some of those are teachers. Some of those liberals of TikTok that have been exposed are teachers. And they'll say things like, I am a non-binary and my pronouns are they and it. And I, uh, you know, I'm just non-binary. And this is what I try to teach in my classes. And I'm going, good Lord, what happened to reading, writing, and arithmetic? And how did it get replaced by diversity, equity, and inclusion? And that's why the priorities are so skewed. That's why, to your point, the I, the cameras in the classroom people would say oh well there you are with another another whole you know layer of of expense well as someone who's recently purchased some security cameras i was amazed at how relatively inexpensive they are and especially if you were buying in the quantities that these people would be buying and i do think that would be a good idea because the priorities are so skewed in all of this and in fact you know Stuart, you were talking about things that would add to performance. It's like, yeah, I don't think dedicated locker room space for golf, wrestling, baseball, and track teams is really going to be doing a lot for student performance. But I will tell you something on this on this package that I can get behind 400%, and that is this ag barn. Because if there is one thing that we are facing right now, and again, it's with things that are going to be happening here in the upcoming months, is our food supply 
with everything going on in Ukraine sure. and all the wheat and the fertilizer problems we're having, we're going to start seeing shortages of Plus, food. We, we, you know, and we anything have... we can do to shore up our own Americans' ability to create and create our food supply and do something functional like that has massive ramifications that are worth supporting. That in, in our area, uh, it it agriculture is heavy, and and so that's that's reasonable. Another thing that I can get behind. Uh, and it was in the last bond, is it's what they call a redundant uh, technology center. They only have one technology hub here. If a, if a tornado hits it or there's significant damage, uh, they've got some serious uh, networking issues throughout their whole the whole district. And so they're wanting to uh, have a redundant. I can get behind that. Sure, technology, this is 21st century. Let's keep things current and moving and all for that. But when they... Uh, throw in all of this little stuff, uh, the kitchen sink and all this stuff. I don't. I can't take them seriously when they say that they're going to have over, to overcrowding and, and they're going to be overpopulated when they're throwing in all this stuff. I, I just can't take that seriously. And when they have their meetings where nobody can show up and available to say anything, uh, they lose the fight when they uh, say that they're so... Uh, completely transparent and, and such. No, um, no. Perhaps I'm one of those odd people and spend a lot of my day following different news stories, different business cycles, things like that. But back in the fall, before the November election, I went to one of those meetings and I heard, I listened to the presentation of the school board's talking points on all of this. What they were describing, the economic circumstances that they were describing are in no way reflective of what <laughs> I deal with when I walk out of that school. And now it's even more more pronounced than it was back then. And I question, in the same way that I question with the November um election items i question it again here and that in what economic parameters did you develop these things because the war as it is right now every week our economic plight gets more difficult prices are going up items are getting more limited and they don't seem to operate in the same world of reality that most of the rest of us okay, are, so are experienced. I mentioned this in the other podcast that, that you had me on. Uh, our elected officials tend to, uh, they live in their own little bubbles. Uh, they, they're, they're all in their own echo chamber. And so the real world is very skewed. And it's very clear when you see what all the points you're bringing up here. Um, it, it I think that's a good reason why uh, they're living in la-la land. This is the most, I, personally, it's never a good time to, to to do a bond, but this is the absolute worst. I mean, it's the most insensitive thing to be doing. They know that their uh, temple parks in rec, there, there was talks uh, in one of their city council workshops. It's available on YouTube. They're talking about an, uh, you know proposing a bond. Okay, we just had uh, uh, Temple College, uh, their bond passed. I mean, it, come on, we're getting oversaturated here, and you've got a limited number of uh, folks who can take on that tax burden. They're already taxed. Well, let's see. I'm wondering, we had storms the other day, and I'm wondering how my roof did. Um, Salado didn't come out of it too well. 
Uh, I'd like to do a lot of things at my house. There's a reason I don't. And that's because I don't want to assume the debt it would take to be able to do it or to fork over the cash that it would take to do it in the times in which we live. Now, if we were still living in the Trump administration, these things are a lot easier. Interest rates are low. Uh, the country's in good shape. Inflation is uh, held in abeyance. And, uh, you know, not, not to take this into national politics, but Joe Biden comes into office and essentially Fs up this country in less than a year. Everything that was in good shape is now in bad shape. And they've spent, and they've spent, and they've spent, and they've spent. And government debt, essentially, is what causes inflation. Printing too much money. It's the principle of scarcity. And right now, we have a lot of money that the government has pumped into the system, and we're having a shortage of so many things. When you have a shortage, and you also have tons of money pumped into a system, the the materials... And the, the, the groceries, the gasoline that is for sale is going to be a hell of a lot higher. And then to come in and, and have these taxes raised voluntarily. And as Stewart says, you've still got cities and junior colleges and, and, and so on, that got, and counties that from time to time have bond issues as well. Oh, they've got a calendar set up. There's going to be one coming that yeah, every election. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. every election cycle, we will be seeing something. Oh, they've they got the new jail. They've they've managed to skirt around uh, the voters. Uh, remember the, the before I moved here about ten years ago. Uh, oh, what was it? The yeah, twenty said, years ago, fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, remember y'all all voted that? down the. I say y'all because at the time I wasn't resident. Yeah, here. y'all voted it down like three times. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Well, they're. I'm guessing they uh, consulted the same guy on how to make that happen, and so. We're getting a jail, and and that what is it for, for mental mental health facility? Yeah, and it just seems like to me if we could do what Dallas has done, what Los Angeles has done, what Austin has done, I mean it's brilliant. They have district attorneys that were put into office largely through the help of uh, George Soros, the Open Society Foundation of George Soros. They don't need much in the way of new jail space. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Yes, when you when you uh, uh, release people on you know pretty much upon arrest, then yeah, you don't seem to have that. And you problem. can save all kinds of money by defunding the police. Yeah. Well, let me just as we're talking about the lack of or the the different realities that we live in economically, I would make it a point. Several weeks ago, I did a, an analysis of the. Uh, of the Belton ISD's response to the Bell County GOPs uh, coming out against the Belton ISD school bond elections. And I put together a lot of information. A lot of it is applicable to the TISD, um, the TISD race as well. So I would ex- um, suggest to people that you may want to take a look at Belton ISD response to Bell County GOP bond opposition, that uh, analysis that's up on WB Daily. But one of the things that I talked about was that, number one, who is coming up with these bond elections? And to your point, yes, the school districts bring in these consultants, and these consultants also come via another organization that is near and dear to our hearts. The Texas Association of School Boards. Yes, they are the ultimate puppet master of the Me Too movement. The most anti-parent organization in Texas. Oh, no, I disagree with that. Well, in Texas, yes. They aren't the most anti-parent organization because we do have the National School Board Association. Well, and you also have the Anti-Defamation League, which is a bunch of weasels. 
And don't, don't get me started on weasels. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just so you know, uh, I, I know for well. Anyway, uh, Temple ISD is not a member of the National School Board Association. Uh, apparently, it costs four thousand dollars a year uh, to be a participant of that, and uh, at least that's what I've gone through my channels. But by virtue of them continuing to be members of the Texas Association of School Boards, that's, a, that's different. It's different. No, it's well. Well, I I I, I can imagine there are people who to, want you to, to believe in their that it's bubble, different. It's different. Yes. Okay. So if I give money to the Democratic Party and then they go and give money to Hamas, I'm not supporting Hamas because I'm not giving it directly to them. But in my dollars way. are going to Hamas. Exactly. Uh, and and by by uh, relativity there and you give your money to the school districts you're in you're supporting that Texas Association of School Boards and that is a terrible organization evil evil anti the school school boards should never ever have anything to do with TASB in fact when you see on that um when you see on that that bond that language that this is a property tax increase I can guarantee you one of the three largest critics of that language when it was being debated, when it was going through the Texas legislature, there were three organizations that were fighting tooth and nail to defeat that. The Texas Association of School Boards was leading the charge, and right behind them was the Texas Association of Counties and the Texas Municipal League. But what I wanted to bring up with regard to this alternate reality is that in addition to TASB being the one who's setting the stage for how all these bond elections should be carried out, i.e. the consultants that Lynn talked about, at the district level, we do have administrators who are also putting together facts and figures and the packages themselves. And when we look at that, we look at our own superintendent, Bobby Ott, he comes in with a salary, according to TEA, of 2021-2022 uh, superintendent salaries as of October 21. His salary comes in at $235,000. Now, that salary alone, that's not all the perks that a superintendent's that's, that's package. That is chump change. If you look at uh, Houston Independent School District, uh, I think it's like at one point when I left, at one point it was... Close to a million. Oh, yeah. Well, well let me, let me yeah. say this. I think that's part of the template situation that you have with the Texas Association of School Boards that we lovingly or hatingly, I guess, call TASB. Uh, this is an organization of double or triple dipping ex-school superintendents whose job it is to protect school superintendents, to make sure that the curriculum they want is, is in the schools, and it's left wing. This is how we get CRT. It's how we get a, a superintendent, and, and, and Bobby Ott is a fine guy. We've had lunch with him, Luann, and I thought he was a nice guy. But And I know there are some school superintendents out there that are better than others, but essentially they're rubber stamp. They just There's a factory somewhere that churns them out, and they're all the same. You have the worst of the worst is Kent Scribner in, uh, in Fort Worth. Uh, well, until Hafed Asayis in Round Rock eclipsed him uh, by demanding that his pregnant mistress go out and have an abortion. And uh, by apparently assaulting her and the Round Rock school trustees 
did an investigation. It didn't turn out good. They went to the attorney general to try to keep it secret, and they kept the guy on. They kept this guy. He's awful. They kept him. So my question to the panel here is part of the problem we have is our citizens. Part of the problem we have is people who are on these school boards, and I think I think the school board elections are fixed. I think they're fixed in a legal manner, but fixed nonetheless. The, the, the superintendent, the existing school board, the school bureaucracy goes out and finds people that are simpatico with them, gets them to run, and then does everything they can to get them elected. So you end up with a school board that is a rubber stamp, at which is suggested by the Texas Association of School Boards. Absolutely. They never want a vote that isn't unanimous. And, and it always has to be for the school district. And you'll notice the exception to the rule is Round Rock, where there's the unfaithful five, and then there's the two conservatives. And the two conservatives don't vote right. And so the five that the unfaithful five is what they've been labeled in media that do vote right, they filed all kind of lawsuits against the other two to try to kick them off the board. Right. And so we've got to, at some point, figure out a way and I don't, I don't, I don't mind different points of view on the school board. Actually, that's, that's what, good. That's what we used to call diversity. But we've got to figure out a way to get people on the school board that represent some of us that believe that these bond issues should be held at times when they're really needed, when we don't have tons of existing debt, and and not in inflationary times such as these. And I don't know how we do that because they're organized. And we're not. Because there is, I mean, the right is so far behind on so many things, but they're actually, I listened to an interview with some people from Moms for Liberty, and one of the things that one of their offshoot organizations is actually doing is putting together an organization to start recruiting more conservative school administrators to bring it in the same way that, that, you know, TASB, well, they they have the universities, and the universities are turning out a lot of liberal school teachers, administrators. And so anyway, this organization is looking to go and identify and or recruit people to come into school administration that have a more conservative point of view. So uh, our current Temple School Board currently has uh, a representative who has been on the board for almost 30 years now. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, Car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. You cannot sit here and, and her background, she is highly educated, I mean, to, to 
uh, a rhino or a liberal. I mean, they would kiss the walk they ground you know, the ground they walk on. Um, but you can't sit there and tell me that. Maybe I don't think they. I guess it's part of their bubble, and that they don't know that they've become complacent and detached. Because I get if you look through these the meetings and the the agendas and the minutes and such. I mean, they they go through a lot of technical stuff that the average person is not going to be interested in, and you, it, day after day, you get well. And and I think I think there is that disconnection, and that was the point I was trying to start with bringing up Ott's salary at the two hundred and thirty five thousand dollars, according to the TEA snapshot. Your central, um, your average central administrative salary is ninety one thousand. Your average campus administrative salary is eighty three thousand, and of course, your average teacher salary is about half of that at fifty four thousand. Look, look at but how But these many... are the people who are out putting together these bond elections, and here in our area, we have like um, meet individual median annual income. Some numbers I put together for my Belton article were individual median annual income twenty five thousand dollars, median annual income um, household income fifty five thousand dollars. These are the people that are gonna have to pay for these things. TISD currently over seventy six percent of its student population come from uh, lower income yes, houses. Economically exactly disadvantaged. Who, also uh, oh I just missed my point. Go ahead, take oh, but you know something? You'll be glad to know that uh, Tasby also had a news release back in November that the average superintendent's salary of $143,000, nearly $144,000, is up 4.8% from the prior year. And so taxpayers, they're seeing their costs to re- recruit and retain talent grow. But can we really afford this well, that's less increase. than the cost of inflation, so that's a bargain. I know we're getting. I know we're getting to yes, the end of our are, time. We, let me yes. let me sum up where I stand, and, and I'm just gonna, you know, again, I don't want to come out and be negative all the time. I believe Temple probably needs that new elementary school. I'm not against bond issues uh, in general, in and of themselves. I am against bringing in a consultant pushing the bond issue to the absolute limit, paying the consultant thousands of dollars to figure out how to trick the people into paying for it, using prominent citizens to, to try to twist your arm. I'm, I'm against bond issues when the school district does not tell us everything we need to know, particularly how much debt we are already in and how much debt this is going to add, including principal and interest. In other words, all the things you would want to know if you were going to buy a new house or if you were going to do an improvement to your house. Well, what's what's my debt on the house? You know, how much debt is this going to ask? How uh, going to add to what I already owe? Is this the best time because maybe I'm having some problems at my job or something and I'd be in trouble if I got fired? Well, the the thing that is relative to that to where we are now is we're not going to get fired or anything like that but we've got Joe Biden's economy and Bidenflation is horrible and the cost of gas is strapping a lot of people the AP constantly runs stories about do you get a tank of gas or do you make dinner for the family and in a time like that we should not be adding to people's debt because as you say it is the, the proletariat. It's the normal person that is out there paying for most of this. The, the people who are making 80000 
to 90000 and under are paying for this, and the people who make over that are paying for it too, but it's not hurting them. It's not affecting them. Exactly. And my point is, if they want to do it now, if they have to do it now, let's take one or two items out of here that we have to have. Maybe the new elementary school, and you talked about the ag barn. And let's get this thing down to just... It, it I would go $100 million. I was going to say that's that's not a bad figure. I uh, personally because that elementary school would would take up half of that. Personally, I'd like to see it at personally. I'd like yeah, to see it. At, I'd like to uh, see it at fifty million. But yeah, that's well, just me. I but, think. But you know what? To Stewart's point, that fifty million would put you at eighty million dollars, which is my hundred million that I'm you know willing to spend. But people need to understand that the flyers they're getting in the mail are propaganda. And they are massaged and carefully put together by a consulting firm to convince you that this is the only, we've got to do this, there's no way out. There is so many other things we could do that make more sense. The other thing I want is, is, is some kind of proof that we are not teaching racism in schools, I, 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 we're, that we're not teaching political agendas in schools. We're teaching real history. We're teaching real civics. And, and, and when we're called on it with with programs like No Place for Hate, we actually stand up and say, you know, maybe this wasn't a good idea. We don't just quietly discontinue it. But before we get, I know we need to wrap up. I absolutely agree. But there is one other carrot that's being thrown out in this bond election, carrot for the future, that I do think it is important that we go in. And that is none other than our community's new member that's coming in that is being so just excitedly awaited and who is that other than meta mr zuckerbucks yeah really just fresh off from stealing an election here he is now oh across the country but anyway yes so now yes the zuckerbucks are coming to temple Stuart, thoughts oh uh they the temple economic development their their group there uh, is just touting, oh, it's bringing 100 new jobs and yada, yada, yada. Well, I keep getting uh, solicited to sell my house. Uh, that's backed by Meta. They're trying to secure housing for the actual folks that will be working there. Uh, they're not hiring local. They may uh, have contractors in the building phase that may be from around here, although I think it'll be out of Austin. Uh, but no, they're transplanting uh, employees. Well, I'm concerned about this whole housing thing to begin with. Number one, I don't understand where the supplies are going to come for building a lot of these houses because of our supply problems. But number two, I'm not sure who's going to be buying them. Well, it could be when... from California, too. Well, but also They've with interest trying... rates. So in my neighborhood, they uh, are tr- they're planning to build 143 housing units and is that where they've been doing all that dirt work yes 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 you can see it from the high right so they've been trying to build on they just got the the road roads in that area paved a couple of weeks ago it's been sitting there uh stagnant and uh, no you can definitely see supply chain issues let me ask a quick quick question and i'll be done i'm just thinking if we build all these new homes we build all these new additions we have all these rooftops coming in does that mean we're going to have to bond have a bond issue for more sewer for more water uh do we have to have a bigger landfill they're going to need parks and parks, yes, parks are big in Temple, and we have great parks. Although, I will say although that. my whole my whole thing uh, keeps coming back to is that the people that Meta's going to be bringing in are 
a lot of your quintessential, you know, this is stereotyping, bad me, but the the tech workers that they're going to be bringing in, I'm not sure that they're 30 something, many of them single, not interested in family formation. Hey, that's my group. And not, yeah, that's exactly right, you know, yeah. but not interested necessarily or feel that they can't afford family formation and i'm not even sure that there are people that are going to want to stay here so they may be just as happy coming in and leasing a house somewhere their emotional pets are their children so well there yeah. that has been said by more than my more than one observer without a doubt so um you know and then meta we have all of these these uh things from our our mayor tim davis to bobby ott to the the chamber people talking about how oh Meta is going to be this great um, this this great addition to the the community. They you know want an educated workforce that will be key to their continued growth and success. And they have a track record of partnering with local school districts to provide innovative opportunities for our students. When I think about Facebook, <laughs> they dole out the uh, what was it the ten year tax abatement? Oh, but they're gonna but they they willingly will pay. The, their uh the school the i temple right but you know the also that's like you know what one of the articles i have it talks about the proposed tax abatement agreement so i'm kind of curious how much of this is actually firmed up our local government's real quick to throw out these tax abatements to everybody but the people who pay taxes and their their crucial tax base yeah but where's mine at yeah, but meanwhile, they are happy to tell the people in your community that are older than you who can not have, you know, here, go ahead and vote for this. And increase that, the increase the taxes for everybody in the community that's younger that's than you are. That's essentially what they're but saying. But you, absolutely, that's what so they're saying. wrong. Ugh. Morally, ethically, that's totally wrong. Yeah. Again, this is a bad time with the economy the way it is for a huge tax increase. Send me the bond issue for just the elementary school. I'll give them my vote. I have one last little point on the bond. Uh, Voting yes is uh, they don't deserve their actions. I mean, they allow protests. It's in their uh, rules for uh, for, for like Temple High School. They allow student protests. No, uh, no place for hate. I don't even know if they actually got rid of it or not. There's no proof on that. Um, I, I feel that if taxes go up, our superintendent and the school board should probably resign. They're going around preaching, uh, that you no, oh, it's only going to go up a dollar 68 yet. There's other figures out there. It was 18 or 17. Uh, not, any kind of, I don't care if it's a nickel. And I would you su- don't tell me what I spend my money on. And I would suggest people go to this article, this Belton ISD response to Bell County GOP bond opposition. And one of the points talks about a presentation that recently took place down at Austin South by Southwest yeah. by the Texas Association of School Boards. And they had some skirt. consultants of how to skirt raising taxes or, or skirt the language in the bond about that it won't be new taxes how to skirt that, and you go and look at that article, listen to that recording, and you see how contrived these campaigns are that are trying to get you to commit more of your hard-earned money to your local government. All right, Luann, I I want to mention that a lot of what we've talked about you'll find in a long series of articles at WBDaily.com. Some of them I've written, 
Some of them Luann has written, but this is what I consider, and I'm just being honest, this is what I think local news media should be doing, but we have to step in because local news media uh, in so many so many instances, and not always, and there are people in the local news media who are good friends of mine, I think are great journalists, but nobody but WBDaily.com has done a series of articles giving you all the facts from both sides are essentially presenting the side you're not hearing. And WBDaily.com is where you go to actually find out what is this debt going to really be? What are the real implications of voting yes or voting no for this bond issue? And um, I'm kind of proud of the work we've done there. Stuart, final words? Oh, so uh, after the bond failed the first time, uh, the superintendent went to the media and said, that, "Oh, well, we're going to go back and we're going to uh, consult with the community. We're going to get some feedback from folks who were against it and for it and, and work out a new deal here. Okay, so I was reading the minutes uh, in which he, he was speaking. It was the superintendent's report to the board that he collected uh, uh, data from at least two citizens from each district and such um and he he said that uh he talked to people who were against uh the bond the problem is is that there's other information that indicates they only selected uh, it was like a blind you can look up voter data you can't see who they voted for but you can see that what uh they've participated in so they went off of that data and they basically just pulled people from the school district without actually really knowing if they were for it or against it so there was stack the deck yeah they stacked the deck and that was misleading that's not true you didn't actively go out and speak to people who were like me very against this bond well and that and that's what's frustrating in that the three of us sitting here have been publicly outspoken about it why would we not well you know how he feels about me all of my misinformation but why why would you not want to sit down with people who have an you know they may think it's misinformation but people who were happy to sit and have an educated conversation and and that they're not willing to do that that says something too also they can't sit there and tell me that a new school is going to cost uh uh, 38 million dollars uh look at our supply chain issues the caught pvc piping uh, getting uh, 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 what is it? Chlorine tablets, all of that Paint. stuff. Uh, yeah, the regular Paint. stuff to build a school is going up every month. It's changing. It's fluctuating. It's just. Misleading. We were recently do. We were recently buying stain for our fence, and it had we had a thirty percent fluctuation within two weeks. It's a very nice fence. Well, thank you. And it's an old fence that's been rehabbed because we can't afford right now. We don't think it would make sense to go out and spend dollars out of our budget to build to build a new it one. It sounds like somebody was fencing the materials. <laughs> <laughs> what I would just what I would just close with is that it's important for people to understand that governments don't necessarily want taxpayers to know what's being done in their name with their dollars or at their behest. And with that, it's important. Listen to what we're saying. Read, listen to what the other side's saying. Arm yourself. Share knowledge that is, you know, share the knowledge that you have. That's the best path forward toward promoting both, you know, fiscal responsibility within our local governments. And you can bet they looked 
in their staffing, all the teachers that didn't participate in the vote last year, and they've circled the wagons. And they're really getting Oh, back when admin. they used to, to could do rolling polling. That was in that South by Southwest article. Was One of the strategies was to, hey, you need to look and see. If your bond failed, go back and look and see if all your admin and staff participated. And if they didn't. Back when schools had rolling yeah. polling, there was a particular official who used to come and stand during that time and take notes of the teachers who were coming to vote so that they could be sure to know the teachers who didn't vote and follow up on that. Yeah. Okay, Lynn. Well, again, it's it's a matter of timing with me, and it's a matter of full disclosure. And if you want full disclosure, you're not going to get it from the the circulars that come in the mail. They're not going to tell you. Right now, you're already on the hook for this much money, and here's how much more money you're going to be on the hook for, in, including principal and interest. And so I, I'm just saying, let, let's do this in truth, and let's do it with a, a complete revelation of everything this means to the taxpayers. Because when you talk about things like this, we occasionally end up with bubbles, and sometimes those bubbles break. And I think in Texas we have a school debt bubble, and I think it's growing exponentially in a very uncertain economic time. And I don't know what happens if our school districts go bankrupt, but we've got to be very, very careful right now. And uh, again, I think the elementary school is called for. You like the ag barn. We all have our, our little parts we think is pretty good, but it's too too much, too soon, and they should have waited at least a year, maybe two years to bring this back. You want your kid to have a primo locker room for some gym. There's several nice gyms. No, in I town. want my children to go, I, I you, want you, my children to go pay for that. No, I want my children to know how to read, how to write, and how to think. Exactly. Where were they three years ago putting this bond out when things were looking a lot better? Yeah. Oh well, no. there no, there were a lot. The, no, the reason that we have the debt that we have overall, and that school districts are the the worst culprit in all of the debt that's existing, is because for the last ten, twelve years, they've been telling you you need to pass these debts, you need to pass these debts because interest rates are low. So yeah. now I'm sure if you were to press that point, they'd say, oh, well, interest rates are going up, so you need to pass this Like bond. I said earlier, they're very proud of their debt management skills. Yeah. Well, God bless them. Guys, thank you so much. Lynn Stewart, it's been wonderful. Thank you. I am honored. Thank you all for having me on. And to our listeners, we thank you for joining in. Please also remember that early voting in the bond election starts Monday, April 25th, and it runs through Friday, April 29th. Resuming Monday, May 2nd, and Tuesday, May 3rd, with the actual election being on Saturday, May 7th. In closing, I'd just like to remind you that courage is contagious. Let's go try and spread some around. See you next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.